Hi, I'm Robin and welcome to Well-Conceived Business. We help online business owners within health and wellness to create a business and life that is not only well-paid, but well-lived. Here you'll find honest and refreshing conversations about what it takes to create a business around your life, what healthy hustle looks like, as well as insights and tips on growing your audience, your signature program, your profit and your peace. Ready? Let's go. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Well-Conceived Business. Today's episode, I know, will resonate with so many of you. And if you have listened to some of the first five episodes of this podcast, then a massive thank you. I would be so grateful and so honored if you liked what you heard. And if you like this episode, if you would stop and leave a review for the podcast. Ratings and reviews of the podcast are kind of like podcast gold and they signal to the algorithm that this is a podcast worth listening to. So if you feel called to, I would be so appreciative if you would stop what you're doing, pause this episode, go and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because it's going to be so, so helpful. I can tell already by looking at the majority of you that the episode you're liking the most is all about Instagram. So stay tuned and make sure you're subscribed for future episodes because we will dive way deeper into Instagram, how to make it successful and how to make it sustainable. Because I can tell you right now, and this is going to be the flavor of this episode, that the advice that I give you is actually very different to the advice that 23-year-old Becky, who's an Instagram coach, is going to give you. What I specialize in is people who are running a health and wellness business within a really busy life. And for you, that might mean that you are a mother. Maybe that is the whole entire reason why you're like, I need an online business and I need to make this work because I want to be able to spend more time with my kids. Or I am sick of the endless sick days that come in the first year of daycare. And it's really hard to juggle that in amongst everything else. Maybe you have this dream for how you want your life to look and maybe you've navigated yourself infertility, weight challenges, whatever it is that you now help people with. And you are inspired to create your own business because you want to create the best and healthiest and most sustainable and balanced and joyful life for you and your family. And if that is you, I completely get it. But maybe you are also seeing 20-year-old Becky with running her launch and staying up every night until 3 a.m. Maybe you're looking at 23-year-old Brenda who started her business and always talks on her podcast that she started her business by doing 16-hour days in the first year of running your her business. And it's not landing because you cannot resonate because that's great that she was running her business until 3 a.m. in the morning, but you're actually on night duty for your children at that time. Maybe you can't just work until all hours of the day because at 2.30 on the dot, you need to go to school pickup and then you're literally like basically working in your second job until 8 p.m. until you've got your children to bed. And you cannot just start work at 5 a.m. because your office backs onto their bedrooms and they're going to hear you. If that is you, I completely get it and I completely resonate. If you are juggling being a CEO or a business owner alongside being a mother, sometimes the advice 
that is out there just doesn't land. Maybe you are also filled with mum guilt about this is something that you really want for yourself and it's really hard to say to your children, especially if you've navigated a journey with infertility and you're like, I should feel grateful. I should want to be with them every single waking hour of the day. But why do I want time away to be able to do my business, to be able to go on retreats or work trips or work functions? And maybe it's feeling hard as well because your husband or your partner also doesn't get that. So if any of that resonates with you today, I am going to share with you eight tips that I have found because I have only known growing my business within the sphere of doing that around young children. My blog began when Chloe was a baby. For the first three episodes, I can let you know that I published a grand total of about 30 probably quite poorly produced episodes. And then the rest of my business, it was only when I said to myself that I wanted to create a business. And the only reason that happened was when Olivia was 10 months old and I didn't want to return to my other part-time job. It was a fairly good job. It was only two days a week. I was in getting paid a management level, but I was kind of like an odds and sods person in the office because they wouldn't allow me to return to my management role in a part-time capacity. So they hired someone else for that full-time role. And then I guess they kind of hired me as a backup and I wasn't into that anymore. So that was when I decided to create and launch my fertility endeavors as a business. It's all been around having one or two young children. So when 20-year-old Becky, 23-year-old Brenda are out there spouting other advice, here's today some advice that I hope will land and resonate. So number one, how to juggle being a CEO and a mother is watch who you get your advice from and what their business looks like. So perhaps do a quick audit of Instagram and whose email list you're on and have a look at how did they grow their business? What has that looked like? How many hours a week are they working? Not everyone has the same 24 hours a day. And what does their help and their stage of business look like? Because if you are watching someone who has an $8 million a year business and every morning their nanny brings them matcha latte in bed, I'm not joking, that's a serious thing and no shade on that because Maybe that is hashtag goals for you. But if that's all of the people that you are following have night nannies and have all this help at home and have housekeepers, if that's all you're following, that might feel quite demoralizing for you and not give you any tips or advice that is really quite tangible. The stage of business that they're at is likely quite different to the stage of business you're at. So should you follow just people who are at the same stage of business as you? No, but you may want to form some real connections with people who are at that stage and follow people who are only a few steps ahead of you who can still really relate to what it's like to do that. And also, I would say that there are some people who grew their businesses before they had young children. And so when you look at them and you're like, how did you do it? It's like, well, I did it at a stage that was completely different. So look at who you get your advice from and, you know, look at who you work with as well. Are they people who have children? Are they people who can relate to what it's like at the same age versus 20-year-old Brenda whose advice might be, well, just work 16-hour days and get it done. Like, don't you understand how to do that? And you're like, well, no, I can't relate. Number two is 
play the long game. There is lots of advice out there on the internet that talks about zero to $100,000 in six months time. And maybe that is possible for the minority of people who, again, can either invest oodles of money into advertising and teams or who can work 24-7 in that first six to 12 months to get that happening. But if you are also a mother, you are probably also wearing a lot of hats. And many of the women I work with are also working part-time jobs. So what I would say is play the long game. Online business can 100%. And so maybe that's, you know, being a naturopath and seeing people online, being a dietitian and having virtual appointments. Like it doesn't have to mean that you have just digital online courses, et cetera. But when you are running your own business, Play the long game and see the long vision. Yes, you can earn more than you would if you were working for someone else, but it's not going to be something that happens with zero work in zero time, okay? But you can hold that vision for what life looks like and commit to being in it for the long haul. It is not like pulling a slot machine and all of a sudden money comes out when you don't have to do anything. But what is the vision that you have for your life? What is it that you want to create in your life and then look at it like other things that you do. If you were to say, okay, I'm going to scrap all of my qualifications, et cetera, and go back to the drawing board, just like when you were a teenager and maybe you went to university, when you went to university, you paid tens of thousands of dollars every year for the privilege. So you'd go to university as a full-time student You would sit and learn. You would spend your head down, bum up, just learning as a full-time student for about three years and be just investing money to then walk away and start earning money at a graduate level. So hashtag reality check, growing a business takes time. Sometimes it also takes investing money in learning. Or it sometimes takes research and homework. So where are your expectations realistic? But play the long game. Appreciate the journey. Appreciate the learning along the way. Now, if you are also a mom and maybe you also have a part-time job or a nine-to-five, understand that it just takes time. Sometimes it takes learning. Sometimes it takes investing. But know that it can be incredible. It can open up so much freedom. It can open up financial stability and so many great things, but it's not necessarily an overnight thing. Number three, create an intentional business structure. What is feasible for your stage of life? So you may say to yourself and have this ultimate dream of writing a book and being on stages across the world, but maybe that's not feasible for you right now. Writing a book is something that I always recommend to people who have quite large audiences. Just because of the time that it takes in order for that to be financially viable and also for the book to really take off, it needs an audience to fuel that. So it's a great thing for building authority. It's a great thing for building an audience, but you actually need to also have a large portion of that already to then take that to the next step. But also doing things like one-to-one coaching is really time intensive. So you want to create a business that is intentional, that probably meets it somewhere in the middle. One is it created with financial return in investment, but also maximizes the amount of time and resources that you have available. 
So we are opening the doors this month to the Well-Conceived Mastermind. And one of the things that we really focus on within the Well-Conceived Mastermind, if you are interested in putting your name down, then do make sure that you check the show notes below this, because as I said, we're literally opening the doors now. We're going to be running some cool events. You want to be on my email list if you want to find out any of the details. And I don't think it will, but it may sell out before we take it to market to the general public. So again, put your name on the list for the Well-Conceived Mastermind if you think it might be of interest. Details are below in the show notes. But create an intentional business structure. What is going to be feasible for you and allow you to have enough time to be able to live your life, to be able to market your product and your program, to be able to do all of the business admin stuff and the life admin stuff. And it's likely not going to be something very low end like an ebook. It's also not going to be just having one-to-one coaching because if that's all you have, and particularly I'm speaking to all of the nutritionists, naturopaths, and dietitians out there, you're going to really struggle if all you offer is single sessions for like 120 bucks. Very hard to build a sustainable business that way. You can always start that way, but you don't want to continue that way. And so a large part of what we talk about in the Well-Conceived Mastermind is finding that intentional pricing and product structure that allows you to both create impact for yourself and for your clients financially, but also works within the time that you have. Because if you're a mom, you probably don't have a lot of time to give. Again, don't have 16 hours to give to a business per week. So if you are using a business structure that is not set up to deliver you with the right return, time, emotion, capacity, et cetera, it's never going to really work properly in your favor. Number four, network with like-minded people because community counts. Again, circling back to number one, look at who's in the room with you and who you're getting advice from because you're never going to get really powerful, punchy advice that hits if all the people in the room with you are at a completely different stage of life and don't understand the very unique challenges that come along with being a CEO and a mother, particularly of young children, because it's it's so radically different. Again, you really need to set up your business in a way that honors and allows you to navigate both of those things, because they're both very big and major things at the same time. You need a community who gets it. If you want to juggle both of those things at the same time, props to you. It's amazing and incredible that you would do that. And so many of us decide when our kids are very, very young or born, the type of life that we want. So it's a very incredible thing. But put yourself in a room with people who understand exactly what that's like and who can honor that for you, go on the journey with you, give you their hints and tips of what that's going to look like. Community makes such a radical difference to whether how hard it feels in your business. If you're a health and wellness practitioner and you're growing your business, you know that Instagram is unrivaled in its ability to grow, connect, and convert your audience all on the one platform. But it's not just about going viral and reaching a bunch of people. It's about grabbing your cloud nine client's attention in a way that positions you as an authority and a service provider. Want to know exactly how to do that? I have a free PDF case study with three example posts that will give you an insight 
into three different types of posts you can create today to help you do just that. Check out our show notes or visit launcheasylife.com slash social to get your hands on this free PDF copy today. Number five, and we're going to start getting into some very nitty gritty tips now. Divide your time into productive time or time that you really need to focus and concentrate versus margin time. So I always talk about when we're growing and running a business, when we have young children, a lot of what you're going to be doing is running your business in the margins. It's not going to be dedicated time. Like I'm, you're not going to sit there and be like, yay, I have an eight hours of solid work here. That happens so very rarely, doesn't it? And particularly if you are someone who has a part-time job or a nine to five or just raising babies, sometimes that a lot of the time that you have looks like 15 minutes when I sit down to have a coffee. 15 minutes in the car park before I walk into my part-time job, 15 minutes while the baby's napping and I'm wolfing down a sandwich. That is margin time. That is time when you're like, get in, get out. I don't need to sit and focus and finish a job to completion. What are the jobs that you can do in the margins, right? Replying to Instagram comments. Sometimes it's creating a post on Instagram or editing an Instagram reel. It might be answering emails, jobs that don't require you to sit down and concentrate for a long period of time, right? And arguably jobs that are not massively going to move the needle financially in your business versus things that require focus for a long period of time, finishing a project like writing a lead magnet, writing a sales page on your website, writing out launch emails, creating and recording content for an online course or program or training resource. Those are things that require dedicated, productive time. Now, you want to separate everything that you need to do into these two buckets because it's likely that you have a very limited amount of focus time. Don't spend your focus time doing things like answering emails and replying to Instagram comments and creating Instagram posts. When you have focus time, you want to be able to, number one, sit down at the computer and know exactly what the goal or outcome is. Don't flail around doing all of these mini little jobs that don't truly move the needle. So let's say you have limited time. You don't really have any time because you're raising babies. What you do have is every Sunday, you've told your husband that it is daddy-daughter date morning. So your husband takes your daughter out for breakfast at 8 a.m. every Sunday. They go for a little breakfast and baby chino together and then they go to the playground and you have two or three hours of dedicated you doing whatever the F you want to do. And you choose that what you want to do is pour this into building your business. Okay, so Don't spend that time doing things like replying to emails and doing simple things. Make sure that that you know in your head or you've written down, what is the one thing that I really need to focus on and get completed in this Sunday's daddy-daughter date morning, right? The one thing I need to do is nut out this lead magnet. And then what you will do is sit down during that time. You may think about it the whole week and be like, how am I going to do this the best way? 
What's going to be the best way to structure this? What's going to be the best way for me to lay this out and have that in your head? You might, you know, log onto the computer and every now and then when you've got like five minutes and be like, okay, I'm going to put this heading here or this heading here. Maybe you've got a whiteboard and you're like, oh, total great idea. I'm going to do a checklist and this is some of the things I'm going to put on it. But then when you have that dedicated time, you are on fire. You know what you're sitting down to do and you're committed to sitting down and doing that as fast as you can and getting that completed. Focus and direction really matters. And the dedicated time that you have has to be used really productively. You don't want to use that time sitting and clicking all around the internet. Sometimes that's why it helps to join something like a mastermind because you can get that direction. You can get those next steps. Then you can sit down at the computer and be like, right, what is the one thing I need to do? And if you hit a roadblock, you can send out, you know, like an SOS or a message to the community and they can help you. And you can say, right, I'll park that and do that. Now I'm going to go write an email for that thing that I need to do. Productive time versus margin time. Don't sit and just say, I'm going to use my two hours of time to just sit and research posts for Instagram or save posts because you can do that while you're nursing, while you're watching kids at the playground, while you're sitting in the car park, so many times when you have little snippets and margins of time that you could use those things for. Number six is give yourself permission. So many of us feel really guilty about wanting something for ourselves and having this vision of what we want to create for our families. So many of us We'll say to ourselves, oh, I feel like I need to be present with my kids every second of the day. Actually, you don't. (laughs) When we were growing up, how many times did our parents just say that they were doing things? They didn't play with us, right? It's okay for your kids to have a little bit of playtime by themselves. It's okay if your kids want to sit and color in next to you while you do a few things by the computer. It is okay for your husband or partner or sister or mother or brother or father, whatever it is, to take the kids for two or three hours every Sunday so that you can get your head straight or knuckle down or do whatever you need to do. Give yourself permission to have some time to create the thing that you want to create that is on your heart. Also, give yourself permission to think about your business when you're with your kids. (laughs) I know that that, my business is on my mind a lot. I love thinking about my business and that's okay. You do not have to be emotionally like just thinking about your kids when you're with your kids. But I would also say that if you have a longing to be with your kids, to talk with your kids, to do things with your kids, maybe that is also a sign that you need some dedicated time to work on your business. If you don't get that, all that will happen is you'll feel resentful. You'll feel like you need more time. You'll be just thinking, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this all day long. And that's number eight. Make sure you have some dedicated time for your business. Can you run a business in six hours per week? Yes, I did it, right? Did I also have people helping me and pay for that? Yes, I did. So maybe it takes 10 hours per week. Maybe you just go at your pace of what you can manage right now. Whatever you can manage is enough. So long as you have realistic expectations about what you can realistically achieve and do in that time. If you only have six hours per week to commit to your business, 
it's actually not reasonable for you to say, okay, cool, I'm going to do one-to-one coaching in that time. If you only have six hours to commit to your business, you actually don't really have a lot of time to be able to commit to -to one-to-one coaching. So I'd suggest, you know, coming back to number three, that's not really a feasible business structure for you. You want a different business structure if that's all the time that you can give. But you do need to have some time to commit to your business. Maybe you have two days of the week when your partner does the heavy lifting and from five o'clock to eight o'clock, you go to the library and work on your business, okay? And you have that committed in your mind. It is really important to have boundaries in your business and switch off sometimes. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are juggling a lot of balls. Number one, it's okay to drop some balls. Number two, balance doesn't exist. It's a complete freaking myth. It's okay if sometimes your focus is your family, sometimes your focus is your business, and sometimes your focus is other things. It's okay for that to be a thing, right? But you do need some dedicated time. It's very hard to run, launch, grow a business on fumes and of just those like 10-minute snippets here and there. That is very hard to do. So give yourself some grace. And if that's all the time that you have, then say to yourself, okay, well, cool. What I'm going to focus on perhaps right now in this stage of my life until I have dedicated time is growing my audience and building trust with my audience. Maybe you're just going to focus on learning and absorbing. Maybe you're just going to join like this podcast and listen to these podcast episodes and that's enough and that's okay. But give yourself permission and then give yourself dedicated time. If you want a business and you want a business that has a financial return, you need some dedicated time. So make that happen. How can you make that happen? Comes back to you having boundaries, you having enough self-worth to say, this is important to me and I'm allowed to ask for help. And what is that going to take? Is that going to be putting my kids in daycare? Again, asking a loved one to look after your kids once a week and having set times that that happens thought, food for thought on that. The very last thing that I would say in terms of how to juggle being a CEO and a mother is to define what success looks like to you. Don't chase arbitrary income and revenue goals in your business because you've seen that that's what other people are doing. Don't chase things that you don't actually know that you want. What does success look like to you? Because maybe the definition of success to you is just having more flexibility. Maybe your definition of success to you is just contributing back to the community. Maybe your definition of success is allowing yourself to earn enough to quit your role. Everybody else on Instagram, everybody else that's doing their own thing and circle back to what is it that I want and what does success look like for me? Because sometimes we get so caught up on all of these revenue figures and double on double annual growth or whatever it is that we actually stop to say, well, actually all it was was quitting my part-time job, which was something that I was financially able to do anyway. Define actually what success looks like to you. And you might find that reaching success is actually a lot easier than you, you know, were thinking it had to be. So those are some thoughts on how to juggle being a CEO and a mother, having all of the balls and having to make all of these things work. If you have this dream to have a beautiful online business, I promise you it is all 
possible for you. And I promise you that it can happen for you. You just need to be realistic, honor the process, have the right community and have the firm belief that you are worth this business. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to look below for any and all details on how I can support you further. Bye for now. We are done with the meat and potatoes of this episode, but I am not letting you go just yet, my friend. Before you jump off, I have three quick things that I would love to share with you. Number one is thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more about growing your visibility through Instagram, podcasting, or Pinterest, creating or launching or growing your signature program, automations, or many more online business nuggets of gold, pause now, hit that subscribe button because we are here for you weekly. Number two is if you would like to learn more about working with us and joining our signature program, the well-conceived mastermind, which is unlike any mastermind you've seen before, check out our show notes below and you will find all the links to join the waitlist or sign up and join the mastermind now. And number three, lastly, if you do nothing else, make sure you come and find us on Instagram for daily behind the scenes and hugely savable and value-packed content. You will find us at Launch Easy Life. Well, that's it from me today. Now go out there and create your well-paid business and your well-lived life.